0: This is the Teammate's Mentoring Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and
1: theticketfm.com.
2: Welcome back Teammate's Mentoring Hour. And again, um, this is January's National Mentoring Month. And there's a reason why we're highlighting... These great people and the great acts in this great space under great leadership. Because we need you. If you're hearing this and you, you, you understand that what we need from you is an hour. It's an hour for you to go to a, a local school and sit across the table with a young person that wants to share their existence with you and you with theirs, with them pretty simple and a part of why i moved here was nebraska nice like i like i got that early and then you find out that there are good people in this space who are working purposefully on a mission to make sure that young people have somebody there for them so emily some of the people listening will ask the question but what makes me special what makes me unique enough that somebody would need me. And I've said before that whoever you are, there's somebody waiting for a mentor who's waiting just for you. How do we get those people across the bridge to apply?
0: Everybody has unique life experiences. Um, Everybody has, there's something about them that we can't find in any other mentor. And there is a student that needs you, that needs those experiences, that needs those particular personality traits. Um, And we want to match you with that student. That student is waiting for you. We have many, many of them here in Lincoln who have said, I want a mentor. I am waiting for a mentor. And we just need you to sign up and become that person for that young person. That's
2: like this is the moment I have to ask the question, how many young people are waiting for mentors?
0: About 700 here in Lincoln alone.
2: Please say that again.
0: There are 700 young people in Lincoln waiting for a mentor. Program-wide, throughout all of teammates, there are over 2,000 young people waiting for a mentor.
2: So as you're sitting on your couch or you're in your car or you're on your laptop or you're on your device and you're pondering, we're talking about you going to a high school for a young person. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to go out and plan these elaborate events. And Nope. You just need to be present consistently and authentically. That's it. You being you. And for everybody to say, we know how good-hearted everybody says they are. But what we know about love is that action is also required. Love by itself is wonderful. Action is great. Without love, it's a problem. We need them together. So we need you to be active. And then you need to share the word to be active and let people know, don't be afraid of being good. Don't be afraid of giving an hour of your time. Don't be afraid of being there for somebody else. It's there. They're waiting for you. There are 700 young people waiting for a grown-up to listen to show up and listen and be there, be present. So that's the challenge. That's why we're here. This is what we're going to do. I asked this before the break, and so we'll go around the room and you guys can share. Uh, Adam, I'll ask you. The moment you recognized that your match was good, it was legitimate and it was good.
1: Probably, when it was one of the first few meetings we had, and he was like, let's play Battleship. Right. You remember Battleship. You
2: sunk my battleship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we went through a Battleship phase. Uh, Joking aside, that is that was a fun, a fun kind of game to pull back out from my childhood uh, that we played. But just those first few meetings of just interacting, getting to know each other. And then probably towards the end of um, elementary school, uh, getting to see they did something at his elementary school where like the the fifth graders walk the halls. You know, they kind of do like a ton of walk or walk the halls. Um, one last time. Um, and I, I was fortunate enough to, to get, to go over there when they did that and just seeing him walk down that, um, I'd been with him just since fourth grade and, uh, seeing him walk down the hall in fifth grade, you know, it choked me up a little bit because, you know, I was just so proud of, you know, what, what he's done and accomplished just in that short time that, that we'd, uh, we'd met and hung out.
2: You, you, I I just, and for Gary, it leads in because he's, he's been with this young person for a long time and they're gonna graduate and there's got to be immediate flashback to the moment where you connect it authentically for the very first time Gary please tell
3: us it was one of our first meetings my first teammate uh, in whatever grade level that was third or or greater whatever it was uh, ended up moving away and uh, and we never really had a connection I'm not sure he ever really knew my name, but we met every week and we, we were putting in the time trying to get that connection going. Well, I've come to school the next year. He's gone. I didn't even know until I got there, Uh, but they'd signed me up with a a new teammate. And pretty much that first meeting, I knew it was, it was going to be a good match. One, he knew my name. I mean, he remembered my name. (laughs) <laughs> how about that yeah yeah how about that hey but, you it doesn't right. yeah it's not a good sign right uh but too you know it was just uh it was just a natural conversation he's a good kid and he can't shut that off it's just who he is and uh and it's just been pretty easy the whole time it was at its worst during the pandemic when we did our zoom meetings that didn't work for us uh we kept trying it and uh and that was tough so i was glad when we could come back together in person and reconnect that way but i would want to say it's easy to talk yourself out of doing something right yes indeed it's Mm. an hour a week it's not even an hour a week class class schedules less than that but my wife told me a story a couple of years ago uh there was um a student in uh in her school that she would try and engage with and she could never get him to smile he's an immigrant student oldest um, oldest sibling in the family had a lot of of, uh, pressure I think uh, carrying a burden and she would try to get him to smile she couldn't do it and uh, at one point uh, a fund at the foundation provided some books for teachers to give to students just pretty innocuous little thing that a donor wanted to do for kids and he got uh, a bag of books to take home for himself and his his uh, siblings and she said I saw somebody skipping down the hall coming to me toward me I didn't know who it was and it, it was this student and he had a smile on his face and you know that was a simple gift a simple gift that somebody probably didn't really think that much about and it put a smile on a kid's face, and so I like to ask uh, the people I work with, "What do you? How much do you think a smile is worth?" Because I can tell you how much it was worth for that student, and it was a few dollars. And I think teammates is is capable of doing that same thing. I, it's it's
2: always fascinating for each person to go through their emotional chamber <laughs> and try to identify the thing that triggers. Because for you as a mentor, you have a trigger. And so do the, your, your your mentees. They have that trigger that sets it off. And as, as I was telling the story, first time a kid tells you, well, thank you for listening. Like the biggest thing that you could do for me is listen. And the fact that I set, I planted seeds to see if you would notice. And the fact that you did showed everything. Emily, I'll ask you, what
0: was that moment for you? I can think of two moments that were really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was our, our very, very first meeting. Um, we... It, it was August. It was like a million degrees outside. And so I, I walked over to the to the elementary school. And um, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be inside. We're going to be in the AC. And the very first thing she says is, I want to go out to the playground. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't, I don't want to go out to the playground. <laughs> but what she said next floored me. What she said was, I want to go outside because that's the only place I'm allowed to sing. I love to sing, and that's the only place I can get my, my songs out well, what you need to know about me is that I majored in opera performance in college. And so at that moment, I knew this is my person. This is,
2: I was waiting for you.
0: And so that that's another example of that. She was waiting for me. It, it was It is a perfect match. Um, the other moment that was really powerful for me is that she was going through some changes in her life and was going to be switching schools. But before she did, her mom um, contacted teammates and said, we're going to be switching schools, but before we do, I want to make sure that Emily will still be able to come meet with my, my daughter because that's really, really important, and if not, we won't be making those changes. Um, and so to have the, the family know that that was making such a difference to her was really powerful to me.
2: How is that dealt with generally? I mean, they're very profound boundaries set, but when the families acknowledge you and are aware of you, how is that dealt with you know, across the board with teammates
0: so generally we do have our staff who sort of ask acts as a as a boundary mm-hmm. um and in this case the the mom met with um another of the staff members who then relayed the information to me and that's usually how we how we handle that
2: yeah it just because yeah, you can't go halfway uh, emotionally once you cross the bridge you want to be a part of it and it's there so it's, it's good to know um as your 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 mentee matures as they grow the relationships change how do you deal with the change because an elementary somebody you met as an elementary kid grows now you get to see it because you've been consistent but the change happens and it doesn't always happen easily how Adam? How have you dealt with it?
1: Well, um, my mentee's just—he's super kind and great, and so there hasn't been a lot of issues um, in changing that. Um, you know, most of middle school, unfortunately, we were in—you know—we were in the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, he's a freshman now, um, and so we did a lot of Zoom through middle school. Um, but the the transition is—you know—it's just kind of—it felt—it's felt natural. For us, in, in our relationship, I feel like, you know, we went from battleship <laughs> to uh, more strategic type games and team cooperative games and things like that that we would do together in, in upper elementary, middle school. And then now in high school, um, like you were talking about, it's it's more of us just sitting down and chatting. Every once in a while, we'll play some cards or something. But, um, you know, you just, they mature um, uh, as, as they obviously get older, as kids do, and um, it's you know, middle school teaching middle school. Middle school is you know crazy time for all kids. So it's that's uh, you know we all remember middle school, and or we don't <laughs> want long to long time <laughs> ago, long time yeah. ago. <laughs> but um, that is the time you know that you know that's why I teach middle school because it's it is it's a time that I love. It's it, you see the most change I think in middle school. Um,
2: as, a, as a mentor, what do you think is the, is the age group that is the most, I mean, is that the time where you need to find more mentors for middle school kids?
1: I mean, any time I would say is important, but yes, middle school, there's a lot of transitions as they're changing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of transitions just, you know, moving, just thinking school wise, right. Then you got transitions, you know, whatever that might look like at home. And, um, yeah, they, they have a lot going on in middle school and they're trying to figure out where do I fit in, um, where's my place um you know who who am i and who do i want to be and so that is so important to have somebody else um there to listen you know and and sit with them through that and you might not get into those super deep conversations like i said every time you're together but the biggest thing and 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 they might not act like they want you there sometimes in middle school right cuz they're That's too just cool who for they school sometimes That's right Who they are so Um, but that consistency of showing up again and again, like you, you see that, uh, that's what pays off. It's, it's, they, they know you're going to, if they can trust and know that you're going to show up and that you're just there with them. Um, my mentee talked about it. Like it's, it's kind of like an hour where he gets to stop thinking about everything else, about school, about what's going on at home maybe, or what's going on in his life. And we can just hang out. And, and, and he he feels great about that. And I feel the same way. Um, when I get done, I'm like, man, that hour went so fast. <laughs> and that was great. You know, I wasn't stressed. I wasn't looking, you know, thinking about work. I wasn't thinking about whatever else is going on. We were just hanging out and having a good time.
2: It's important. And Gary, you're in that phase. You talk about it. your your mentee has grown. And now you're in that, they're in that transition, transitional phase. Um, you as a mentor, it's you're, there's pride, like you're proud of this journey and their journey, but there's also that thing. well, wait, <laughs> wait, you you may you may go on now. How do you deal with that?
3: I remember when uh, we were transitioning from elementary school to middle school, and I was nervous about that because my teammate was such a sweet boy, and I knew that things were were going to change and and I didn't know what kind of uh, adult he would become. And I remember talking to the teammate or, yeah, teammate staff about what can I do to make this transition a little easier? And, you know, they all had all kinds of ideas and, and he's, yeah, he's changed a lot, but he's still just the sweet kid he was when he was a, a fourth grader. And so all, all of the worries I had, I think, um, were unnecessary, but it's one of the easy things about being a mentor is you don't have to fix anything. You, all you have to do is listen. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is talk, be there, be consistent like Adam said. And and I think that's, that makes it so much easier to know that the stakes are are uh, not as high as maybe you think they are going into it. It's It's really just, can you be there for somebody? Can you give them your time? You don't have to, worry about fixing their grades you don't have to fix anything you just be there for them and and not judge them and just talk and play a game or whatever it is you want to do an art project and, um, and that's all it is it is so less than I thought it was going to be and, well,
2: and so much more at the very same so much more, time right? at the very same time we'll yeah. throw the break final segment coming up I'm going to ask each of them to give their elevator pitch like You're listening, and we'll share this video stream, and we'll share the audio, so it's still going to reach people. No matter what time of day it is, Emily will tell you how to apply, and then they'll tell you why. We'll do that when we come back.
0: Don't go anywhere. More of the Teammates Mentoring Hour is minutes away on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com.